Welcome to the podcast, Soccer is Life. Axel speaking here. Uh, we got Taki back. Yes, I'm back for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back, 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 back by popular demand, <laughs> back like by they popular say. demand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, um, last time Taki was here, we had a very, very interesting uh, episode, like, you know, centered around United only, uh, after they had lost uh, that game to Liverpool, 3-1. And, you know, we had a... A long discussion, to say the least, about Mourinho and United generally. What's next? Blah 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 blah. That kind of stuff. Uh, and little, you know, like little that we know, like literally a day after. A day after that conversation, he'd be gone. He he was gone, man. He was a Ghana taxi from Mourinho. Uh, and obviously, we haven't addressed this yet on the podcast. And a lot of you know, a lot of friends have been asking me like. Yo, what's going on? I thought there would be like a emergency United podcast uh, because Mourinho was sacked and we spoke so much about it. But you know what I would say is the fact that you know things have been very good in our camp right now, and you know I, I just wanted to be cool, calm, and collected and stay address, stay level headed. Exactly, address this stuff. And you know, like at least after two games, now 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 it's fine. We got two two games under our belt, not just the the first one crazy game because uh, that could have backfired. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so we're finally going to address that now. Um, and today we're back to our regular formats. Uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League. Uh, last weekend I spoke about uh, Serie A in Napoli with my friend Jeremy. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy that one as well. We never talked about anything other than Premier League before in this on this podcast. So uh, if that's content that you, you you equally enjoy, you know, let us know and we'll have some some uh, some stuff for you. Uh, all right, Taki. Let's uh, let's get it popping. Let's start with Liverpool, Newcastle, 4-0. Um, you watched the game? Yeah, I watched, I watched uh, the Liverpool game. And uh, what stands out to me with Liverpool is that with every game that goes by, they're starting to look more and more like the uh, future champions. Yeah, I know, they um, look like they're going to pull it this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of it may have to do with the yeah, fact that yeah, uh, Liverpool, uh, Manchester City has slipped up the pats uh, couple of games mm-hmm. but um, I think Liverpool is showing progress from um, you know from what they've been able to do carry over uh, from last season uh, because I believe um, you know in this day and age or to win any league period you have to go into these games and win the games you're supposed to win um, the Premier League these days uh, in terms of the competition level there's a big six mm-hmm. so there's more games whereby you're going to have a better competition in terms of uh, of games that you possibly drop points you know you face up five games sorry mm-hmm. uh, you face up with Manchester City Man U Arsenal yeah. and all those teams it's likely you drop points so that's um, excusable understandable so in games like that that you know you're facing competition whereby mm-hmm. you may lose points you go in and do what you have to do yeah. if you get those points obviously you go into those games to win except your Mourinho mm-hmm. that's your boy <laughs> that's your boy <laughs> <laughs> but but you go into those games and take whatever you could take out of those games. Yeah. But Liverpool are proven that they can win these games against the smaller teams that mm-hmm. they're supposed to win on a consistent level, and that's the main blueprint to winning yeah. uh, the title. I, I agree. I agree, man. Like you know, as a you know, if you're a top four side, like this is your bread and butter. This is where you collect your points. Absolutely. Uh, and this is how you win a championship. You don't win a championship by beating by by beating. Uh, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, whatever, Chelsea, you know, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, we did all that last year. Uh, we as Manchester United, but that's that's not what wins you uh, the, the championship. The championship, it, what wins that shit is, you know, 
beating all the teams that you're supposed to beat, you know, home and away, you know, on the road, at home, whatever. Exactly. You're supposed to dust them, you know. Obviously, you have the banana skin fixtures, fixtures here and there where, yeah. like, um, you run into April, the, <laughs> right? You run into the, you run into these teams and they just give you, they give you their best shot, and you know things may not be working your way on that day. And you go and, you know, drop some points here and there. Yeah. But the whole point is you're supposed to win those games. And Liverpool are doing that on a consistent level right now. And, um, you know, going up, uh, looking at this particular game with Newcastle, they went in there and totally blew these guys out of the water. You think, you think uh, Rafa Benitez uh, did them a favor? <laughs> I don't think so. I think Rafa is a very prideful guy. So <laughs> I don't think he'd be going into any game saying, <laughs> let me give them this one. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, think about um, that press conference with Fergie, actually. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Liverpool, I mean, uh, Jordan Henderson back in the lineup um, yep. as captain, obviously. Um, I guess he was injured recently. I, I think that Fabinho proved that, you know, he can be in this team in this team uh maybe he's just being rested right now because you know it's boxing uh it was boxing day and then you know it's a holiday period so a lot of games like you know uh, like basically every three days you get a game right so that's a lot especially if you're a guy who's not ne- really used to the Premier league. league um and you know all of your leagues before in france uh or in spain they had they have uh holidays uh between christmas and new year so Right, I noticed um, they lined up here in uh, the four two three one. Is that something to do consistently, or because I know when they, they when do they will come with a Shakiri sometimes. Okay, they do that that's what I thought. Shakiri, um, you know, I mean, club, you know, for sure he did that to. Um, so they, but initially they did this to, like at the first at the beginning of the season, I think when they first came up with this uh, sort of uh, formation. It's when Mosel was not scoring regularly, right? So um, and obviously he plays on the off the right normally, but I think Klopp wanted to make him as a number nine and you know just build up his confidence and see if you know he'll start scoring in the end. Right, and they're not getting much out of uh, Firmino right now, so they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because he was like to me he was like the most influential last year. Obviously Salah, you know, he was a talisman, you know, scoring, you know, a lot of goals and you know a lot of important goals as well. Um, but Firmino, for me, was like the glue. He was the guy who was putting everything together. He was the, I was, he was like the Benzema uh, that Ronaldo had. Right. Uh, so you know, just like a self, uh, not unselfish player. You know, setting everybody up. Uh, and he scored a lot of goals as well. He said he even scored ten goals in the Champions League last year. Um, That's so yeah, crazy. big guy. But he's having a little bit of a, you know, a down year. Yeah, I mean, obviously he played at the World Cup as well, so maybe a bit tired. Uh, but yeah, Lovren, you know, he scored a mad goal as well, yeah, man. No, he scored an absolute cracker. What right? the heck? Yeah, no, I was surprised. It was when the, when I saw that rocket go, and I was surprised yeah, that like, the, the, the name I saw on the jersey yeah. being Lovren. That that should have hit like a paramedic outside the stadium, something <laughs> like that. But yeah. you know, sometimes it goes in, sometimes it goes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, Liverpool. Like, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it. I even ha- hate to have these conversations, but I, you know. If City doesn't watch their back, I mean Liverpool has everything uh, that What's it that takes now? right six now. Six points clear, or seven? Uh, yeah, six, six points clear, points uh, and they're playing Man City on January third, so that could be, you know, yeah, that, that could be, be another six pointer, six as pointer. they call it. Uh, but for me, yeah, I mean, I, I know that they had a crazy season under Brendan Rodgers as well when uh, Jared slipped on the banana, mm-hmm. but to me, they didn't start the season like this. You know, right now they are just being very solid. Uh, and they're not conceding goals. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's about another another clean sheet. How many goals have they conceded? Six all year. 
Yeah, seven, something like yeah, that. You it's know? crazy. Allison, he has uh, 12 uh, clean sheets already. Van, Van Dyke and Allison yeah. have been brilliant. Van Dyke, I think right now, it's, it won't be... I won't be out of my depth if I said he's the best midfielder in the Premier League. Defender. B- the, I'm sorry, the best defender in the Premier League. Yeah. Just based on current form, though. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if you talk about the world, like current form, obviously the mm-hmm. Varane and Ramos are not there anymore because we're talking about current form. No, I mean in the Premier League. Oh, in the Premier League, yeah. But I'm saying even, in, like, there's a shout to say even, like, you know... In Europe, I mean, he's the he's the uh, guy. I mean, I see Kulibali, man. Just Kulibali, yeah, yeah. For me, Kulibali is up there. He's an he's an absolute master. Another another level. Yeah. Not to racism, by the way. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the yeah. incident that happened this weekend. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that now. Uh, but yeah, Kulibali, Van Dijk. Uh, who else? There's this um, uh, Alex Ajax guy, but I don't know if maybe it's just talk about him. He had the light. Who might be going to Barcelona or PSG? Uh, obviously, there's your Tagle Silva and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, um, yeah, Virgil van Dijk, very, very absolutely yeah, solid. Right shout now. out to Laporte, too. He's, he's had a decent year, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and shout out to uh, Phil Jones as well. He's one of them, you know, he's <laughs> yeah, in the top right. three as well, somewhere. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on Arsenal, Brighton 1 1. Um, so, this is an interesting one, you know, Arsenal. They've had their whole, like, 22 unbeaten game run, you know, like, and people, you know, were making fun of him, you know, fun of them, like, you know, how can you have a 22 games unbeaten run and you're still fifth? Like, that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the sh- trashest. Uh, See, that's when you say uh, some teams have that mark of a champion where yeah. that Liverpool has right now that um, the, the competition might not. Mm. Um, that is a game that Arsenal should have... Um, should have won. Yeah. But when you look at the statistics of that game, they only had four shots on, on, on target. Mm. I think Brighton had three. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah, but they had four on target. Brighton had three. Brighton actually had 12 shots on goal to Arsenal's mm. uh, seven. Yeah, and, you um, know, obviously, like, they're at the home side, but still. Uh, and, of, you know, to be fair to Arsenal, this is, like, their first year. I mean, it's not, it hasn't even, hasn't even been a year. Uh, of transition period with uh, Unai Emery. Uh, yeah, we could cut them some slack. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a lot of slack. Like for me, we can't compare with Liverpool because Liverpool have been building this for about five years now. Absolutely you know? not. Uh, so not on the same level at all. But some interesting changes to the to the lineup, I guess. Uh, Ozil has been back in the team uh, for what about the past two or three games now. Right. And um, yeah, I mean. A lot of people tend to say that Ozil is a luxury player, mm-hmm. and he was also subbed at halftime. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people said that it was a mistake. But this guy, like, of, like when he's when they're tra- when Arsenal are traveling, and they're not at home, he doesn't seem to uh, perform. Right. Know? I think he's he's also uh, a streaky player too. He goes through um, period, patches, yeah, yeah, patches uh, whereby he's in, you watch him play, and you're like, this guy is arguably the best mm. um, number ten in the world. Then you go through games where mm. he's he looks, he's um, just not up for yeah, it, you he's know? just not up for it. He looks he's disinterested. Just not up for it. Um, but um, all in all, he's I'd say he's a quality player. But like I said, he's a streaky player, and uh, it's just not going well for him at this point. Mm. Uh, Arsenal went out in uh, the four four two diamond, mm. I believe. Yeah, yeah, Whereby yeah. They tried but, to yeah, Ozil was on top of that diamond, mm, right. and then you have uh, Shaka as a, I guess, as a sentinel, uh, number six type of guy, and uh, Torreira and Guendouzi on uh, both uh, sides of the flank. They, they did actually. Aubameyang missed a sitter or two that he should have scored. I know he missed. Uh, yeah, he missed, missed a couple sitters se- uh, right. already this week, mm-hmm. this season, but. He's scoring. I mean, he's he a top scored scorer right now. So. Right, and I believe uh, since January, he has scored the most most goals in the Premier League. Uh, maybe outside of 
Hurricane. Yeah, it's right possible. behind Hurricane. Yeah. So he's very uh he's consistent. I had a, I have a buddy of mine who's a Chelsea fan that mm-hmm. um didn't believe Obama Young was going to cut it in the Premier oh, League, come but I've they always been saying it. That that's dude, that's all. <laughs> I mean, he has there's different aspects to his game. He has decent. He has good technique. Yeah. He has speed. But uh, he's an absolute goal scorer. That's what he was. That, that's goals. what he was born to do. Yeah, so I thought could, I mean, he was killing it already. Yeah, even if he's, even if this guy plays in a in a relegation yeah. team, he's going to give you goals. Yeah. So um, and he's doing it right now for them. It's just that they're maybe not scoring as much and considering goals here and there, just mm-hmm. like they did against Brighton. And also, uh, what's his name? Ben Murray or Ben Murray missed the sitter as well. Yeah. You know, the game could have easily he scored a lot of goals. They could have easily season. dropped all three points there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. they they dominated possession, but in terms of um, just chances in general, Brighton did create chances of their own. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they had one more shot on goal than Arsenal did. And uh, this one could have gone either way. And I wouldn't say Arsenal, you know, from from the outside looking in, from a neutral perspective, I would mm. say Arsenal might be should might might consider this one a point gained. Yeah. Uh, but you know, from from an from an Arsenal perspective, it's definitely going to be two points dropped. Mm. But um, they could, they should be able to turn it around quickly. They have the firepower and Lacazette and Aubameyang. Oh yeah, they should. Uh, yeah, yeah. Iwobi is having a decent season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torreira is looking great. Uh, Ganduzi, I think uh, immediately Emery uh, no Emery got signed. That was the first player he signed. Mm. I believe he had watched yeah, from uh, PSG or Lorient or something. Yeah, like he that. had watched him he, because he was in PSG. Yeah, exactly. He, so he knew. The, the the young the young the young the young up and coming guys within the French system. So yeah, yeah, he's with he picked the him up real quick. And I, now and with France, I think. Yeah, I think this guy is going to be a great player. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they uh, should be sure. all in all. They should be content with their season. You know, they're competing for a Champions League mm-hmm. spot, considering all the, the circumstances with the new coach, new system, and everything of that sort. Uh, they should be content with their season, and they're yeah. not for. They're still. I would inc- I would think that's that's what. You know, Emery was told, you know, at the beginning of the season, right. just, you know, go for top four. It's your first season. No pressure. No pressure, you know, exactly. We don't expect you to win the league or anything like that. We just want you to, you know, change the mentality, uh, you know, of this team uh, and some of these players. Exactly. Uh, we've been, you know, we spent a lot of time, a lot of time with Wenger. Uh, but, you know, just come here, create your own style, you know, put your touch. Uh, Make it on the team. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Bellerin was missing. Uh, I think he's injured right now. But you know, a lot of Arsenal fans were not happy with uh, uh, Stephen uh, Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. Yeah, whatever, however he pronounced his name. Um, what in, ter- in terms of the total performance or the goal he gave up? Well, I or just the selection? No, no, no. I think the goals that he, you know, his, his, uh, his, uh, his the, the, the impact or lack thereof that he had in this game. Well, th- this specific goal that they <laughs> considered in this game, I think. If he didn't make contact with the ball, it was going to the uh, what's his name Ben Murray was going to have a straight shot at yeah. goal. The keeper. The only thing he did was he made contact with the ball and just stared the path to Lokaida. Yeah. But either way, it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, either way, I think it was going to be a uh, Swiss so train. <laughs> he, he had to. He had to make some, had to some, yeah. some kind of contact with the ball in that yeah. sense. But I haven't really watched all the games consistently to the point where. I'm able to make a judgment yeah. on, on his form or whatnot, so it, it kind of comes as a surprise to me that you say 
Arsenal fans are not happy with he, with his selection mm. or his contribution, but no, no, it's it's, it's just this just game, this specific yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, no, no, because I mean they got him on a free as well. Like, don't forget, right? That. Experienced player, experienced player. Yeah, this is a guy who's been in Champions League finals. Right. You know, he's won the league with Juventus. I don't know how many times. Definitely a step up from the oh. from the. Oh yeah, yeah, but I think that it's you know they feel this way because Bellerin has had a great season right. so far, uh, and he, he <coughs> looks very very motivated under the new manager. Uh, anyway, that's for, that's Arsenal for you. Uh, obviously, they're going to play Liverpool uh, this Saturday, Jan- uh, December 29th. So, that's going to be an important one. I mean, you I'll know... Be, I, I'll be looking for a Liverpool win in that one. Bro. So, <laughs> on paper, I mean, that's what should happen, you know? And yeah, especially because Liverpool will be hosting Arsenal. So, you know, all the more reason for them to win. But the, the Premier League has this way of, like, you know automatically balancing itself mm-hmm. out you know like when you look at City like losing two games in a row and like you know Liverpool absolutely flying and now they're like six points clear like that doesn't happen you know and now I feel like you know maybe I'm jinxing it just you know by talking about it but mm-hmm. you always feel that you know whenever this kind of game happens Arsenal will win, will tend to win just so that you know Liverpool can can just so that everybody can get close to Liverpool, you know, instead of Liverpool, like, just absolutely running away with it, you know. But, I don't know, Liverpool could have a, a city situation like last year, so... No, no, I, I'm just saying from a Manchester United perspective, it's it's a better result for us if Liverpool uh, take three points from that yeah. game. Because we're trying to obviously catch up with you Chelsea and Arsenal. I, I would say that a draw or even an Arsenal win, as long as we win, is fine. Because, yo, five points, that's nothing. Five points, that's two games. Like, I know that between now and the end of the season, you know, obviously provided that we keep, you know... You never, you never know. I'll take, I'll take those five points now. You're trying, I'll take them now, You're yeah, trying yeah, to convince yeah. me to spread it over the course I, I, of I the, the next four months. To, to, to <laughs> run away with it, man. That's, that's the thing. Uh, anyway, on to Chelsea now. Uh, they've been a bit rough, patchy um, uh, the last couple of weeks. Obviously, they lost... Uh, uh, a game to Wolves uh, a couple weeks ago, and then they lost to Leicester last week. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people said that it was lucky for Leicester; they didn't really deserve to lose. <laughs> uh, but you know, Chelsea. I mean, two two one versus Watford. Eden Hazard two goals, including a penalty. Uh, I saw the first goal, by the way. That was wonderful for me. Eden Hazard like completely like deleted the the goalkeeper. Right. So and just scored behind him. But uh, what's going on? You think you think they're having their you know, I mean, I'm, well, gonna, I'm not going to say dip because they're still winning at the end of the day. So, some guy, I wouldn't call him out by name, a yeah. Chelsea fan, uh, sent me a message, I think, yesterday. And he was like, uh, Guardiola's system or Guardiola had been figured out. And I was, my response was, well, obviously, Sarri Ball, too, mm. has been figured out at this point. Uh, which obviously shows, but in terms of the last few performances, they've had the loss uh, to, um, what was the game before last? Uh, they had well, they had a Europa League game mm-hmm. as well, but more recently they lost. Uh, they, well, they lost Leicester. They lost to Leicester. They lost Leicester last then time. they had the uh, they narrowly got past uh, the Carabao Cup game. Yeah, yeah. Narrowly got past that game. Yeah. And, uh, so they yeah so they lost uh, to and this is like you know if we start all the way from December, uh, they well, lost to Wolves two one. Mm-hmm. They lost to no they won against City two zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Europa League game that was 2-2 a draw uh, they won to Brighton they won to Bournemouth 
they lost to Leicester, Leicester. 0 yeah. And then they played Watford this weekend. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's a joke in general. Um, but I think the main, to, on a more serious note, the main... They've been working without a striker for the most part. Yeah. They have um, what's his name Hazard playing through as the false nine. yeah as a false nine yeah. right now. I don't Normally he hates that. Position. Yeah, I don't think it's his favorite position. Um, also, you know, over the course of the season, we've seen that Kante is playing a little bit out of position as well mm-hmm. to uh, accommodate for for Jorginho. Yeah. Um, but you know, this the Watford game for them. Watford is not an easy team to beat. Uh, they have, a, they, have, they, have de- they have a good manager, decent quality in the squad as well. So this is a game that Chelsea could, you know, be just happy with the three points that mm-hmm. they take. But uh, they did dominate the game from a from a possession standpoint. Yeah, but I mean, they, if you're a Sarri, Sarri will always dominate possession. Exactly. But um, Watford had some decent chances to win this game as well. But I don't think Watford created enough chances mm-hmm. to put themselves in, you know, that position to win. But uh, Chelsea obviously took their chances with Eden Hazard oh, yeah. uh, with that beautiful goal he scored one on one with the yeah. key round in the keeper. That was cool. And um, also the the PK I, ha- I actually do have him in my fantasy squad. So that yeah. was that was of good. course, of course, yeah, you're a fantasy <laughs> merchant. <laughs> that was that's that was good for but me. Yo, but yo, coming back to that uh, false nine uh, point, mm-hmm. cause, like normally he hates it, and you know he he threw he was like throwing his toys around last year when. Uh, Conte tries to do that with him, right? And uh, you know, remember, remember that famous Ch- uh, Chelsea City game at the end of the season when they were like, we're literally walking on the pitch uh-huh. with you know, yeah, that was, that was embarrassing. That was like a disgrace, man. Yeah. Even as a United fan, I was outraged by that. Uh, but you know, so yeah, he he, Eden Hazard, he hates being a number nine, but you know. Last year we saw him do it, you know, with Conte, you know, who was a, you know, you could say pragmatic manager. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Sarri's a different guy. He's very offensive. Like, like he's, the way he set, set, sets up his teams, it's very different. So, obviously, he played as a number nine against City, and they won that game. So, you know, I'm sure he was happy about that. Right. Uh, obviously, he, he hates that position because Azar, is a, he's a dribbler. He's a flair player. He needs to touch the ball. He needs to be involved. So, for him... With that mentality, like you know, he likes to run with the at players with the ball. He doesn't want to like you know be on the last uh, defender's shoulder or anything mm-hmm. like that. So he likes to have he likes to be in touch with the ball. So I think that's where his frustration comes from. Um, and you can literally divide this by when the team is winning or when they're not winning. Because if they win and they play emphatically, even if he doesn't score, but he he had a big part to play, he's gonna be happy with that. Right. But when 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 they're defeats and he feels like you know he. he he didn't get a lot of touches, mm-hmm. and on top of that, the team was trash. Then that gets to him, you know, if if it's prolonged right. over a long period of time. Do Do you think their midfield is? I don't know if the word to use is flat, but I, sometimes I look at them having uh, Conte, who is more of a, a disruptive kind of player. Yeah. He does have the ability to drive forward, and he also has decent passing and mm-hmm. range as well. Uh, but his role, what we've known him for, is more of a defensive kind of player. Yeah, he's a number six. Uh, I mean, for, I, I prefer him in that position. I prefer him in the, you know, in the Kante position. Right now, if you put him alongside Jorginho, I watched, I watched a lot of Jorginho. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot, watch a lot of analysis of his game last season when he was at Napoli because mm-hmm. he was linked with Manu. And after watching him, he was actually. My my number one target in terms of who yeah. I wanted us to get because 
He's a total baller. Pep, Pep but, wanted to get him. Right. In terms of the way he plays, he, he's the, one of those kind of midfielders that when he has the ball at his feet, is like he he controls the entire game. Like yeah. everybody. He kind of like, I wouldn't say he's not on the level of Paul Scholes. More like a, kind of like a Michael Carrick mm-hmm. kind of player. Um, so, but he also dictates t- things more or less from from the from the back, like defense from a defensive yeah, kind of standpoint. Yeah, I mean, he, he 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 always like slots in that you know back two and makes it a back three. Right. So, I mean, he's literally the quarterback, and uh, that's why he like he is Sarri's guy. His system doesn't exist. Sarri's system that is doesn't exist without a Jorginho in there, and. Um, and this guy, like, if you look at the stats in, in a lot of the Chelsea games, mm-hmm. whenever they've been nullified, it's when Jorginho was stifled. Mm-hmm. You stifle, you stifle Jorginho. You literally, some teams have managed to diminish the number of pa- like average number of passes he does in a game mm-hmm. by a whole half. Or you just man marking. When you diminish that by fifty percent, <clears throat> you can see that Chelsea has nothing going it's on. Completely different team. But but what he does though, because they have a lot of, I mean. They have, a, they have other people who can play with the ball. Uh, they have David Luiz and Rudiger who have been doing that fantastically. Right. And what, what he does, even when he's stifled, he tries to give them directions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Luiz has those di- diagonal balls as well in him. Right. So, you know, I mean, Chelsea can... can right now, they're still finding a way around it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, for me, Kante, like, he... And, and, and Sadi has made it very clear that he's not going to change uh, Kante's position. Wait, what, what I was going to get to is that if you pair those two alongside yeah. Kovacic, um, I think I don't, Kovacic is definitely more of an offensive-minded player. Not, not, not necessarily. I won't even say that. I just think he's more maybe um, a little bit more skillful. More and skilled, tech, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, more skilled and uh, maybe a little more technique mm-hmm. to his game or whatnot or finesse to his yeah, game yeah, yeah. but I don't know I just feel like those three paired together is a little bit of um, kind of like the same yeah it's a little bit it's, it's the same and and so because what are the alternatives the alternatives are Fabregas to me he is dead he should go to another country and uh, just like you know retire calmly there I don't think he can make it in the Premier League anymore um, in, with one of the big teams, and, and that, that's not a shot for him. That's just that's just the reality nowadays, no, right? I don't like that guy at all. Man. Yeah, so there's that, and then you have uh, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, mm-hmm. uh, who can play a role. You know, you have Barkley as well, and after that, you have freaking Drinkwater. Drinkwater, I mean, yeah, Drinkwater is a non-entity at this Sarri point. Sari told, mm-hmm. Sari said that he, he's not part of, part of his plan. No, yeah, he? like he doesn't. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a position for him. He doesn't have a role for him in this team him, right now. Him and Victor Moses. My, my <laughs> I forgot that Moses uh, existed, you know? Right. So I think Drinkwater will, will look to like go somewhere else uh, in January. And that always tends to happen. I mean, even the, the purchase of, of him was a little bit questionable when it happened, you know? Like, I don't know if they just tried to re- re- reunite the whole Kante and Drinkwater thing from mm-hmm. Leicester. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they would go for him for... 40 million uh, yeah that. that was um, mind boggling yeah so I don't know man but, uh, but they should be happy with their three points here like I said Watford didn't create that many chances like yeah. enough chances to deserve outrightly deserve a win mm-hmm. here but Chelsea did not create that much as well like um, yeah. and um, you know they did take what they got what they got hazard you know with the hazard brace True. and whatnot created like one or two more chances yeah. uh, to give themselves the win so they could consider this one uh, you know 
at the, at the end of the day, like <clears> three points, happy. yeah, three, 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 three points, points to be happy with. Boxing day, it's a lot of games right now. You mm-hmm. know, players are dead tired right now. So, if you get three points, man, consider yourself lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, on to Leicester City two versus Manchester City one. Uh, City losing a second game in a row. Second like what's going on right now? They lost. To, they lost to. Um, uh, fuck! Who did it lose to last week? Uh, Crystal Palace three two. Uh, when uh, Andrew Townsend scored an amazing goal, and they just lost to Leicester again two uh, one. You know, so yo Leicester like Loki just beat Chelsea and City. I know, like you yeah, know, that's impressive. Within five days, <laughs> that's impressive. Um, with with City, I think this just shows you that if you like, I'm 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 of the I'm of the thinking or. How the school it? of thought. The school of thought that you always have to go out, regardless of if you're a small team or a big team, you mm-hmm. have to go out and try to win the game. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of small teams go to these bigger teams and just sit sit back and try to take what they could get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way I look at it is... That, that's something if that you, happens if you, automatically. If, if, I mean, yes, because... And, and that, that's how, like, when, United, when United was great, that's mm-hmm. how we used to win. We would win before we touched the Yeah, ball. we were winning the tunnel, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I just mean that when teams come and say we're going to defend mm-hmm. and try to s- score a goal yeah, and take that done. you're done because these guys are going to score either way but what i'm saying is with these last couple of games we've seen that when teams come out and actually try to do something mm-hmm. um which is one thing that frustrated me with uh, Mourinho because yeah. he always had the mentality of these small teams any game we're, Give them so any much big game for no yeah reason. any big game we're going into giving them those all the respect for mm-hmm. no reason we're all, under all these all this uh pressure all game like you're watching like the, the game i know you're, wa- you're watching the game with your with, with your heart in your mouth or whatnot oh but God. um with crystal palace crystal obviously city every time they come out they're going to dominate in mm. terms of possession because that's a game they play um but crystal palace as well as leicester city did come out and put themselves in a position whereby they were cr- trying to create chances and playing positive yeah. You know, with, with and trying to create something with the few, uh, with the limited amount of possession that they that that they had. Mm-hmm. So, um, with it with the Leicester City game, two great goals, uh, Albrighton and uh, Vardy. Yeah. Was it? Vardy's uh, no no Pereira. Pereira and yeah. uh, but Vardy had a uh, had a, a the, great assist. The assist. Was, yeah. Right, but um. City, uh, Leicester City came out, created more, sh- had more shots on goal, mm. had more shots on goal than Manchester City did, which is surprising considering the amount of offensive firepower that that Manchester City has. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. So Danilo, uh, you know, they made three changes after the the, the Palace defeat. Uh, Danilo came back in the team. De Bruyne has been back as well. Scored a banger um, in the Carabao Cup. And Aguero came in as well, so they, you know, respectively replaced Walker, Otamendi, and uh, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, and man, um, and that's not—you can't underestimate the uh, the amount of uh, quality that Leicester City has. If you look at their, Madison is having a great year. Yeah. Uh, Vardy is Vardy. Uh, all Brighton would be a threat on his the day. And the right, somebody well. somebody sent me a stat today of uh, midfielders in the Premier League. I'm trying to find it, and you'd be surprised uh, of how much better Shoot. Ndidi is than Kante. 
Yeah, we have a couple of counters in the league. We have Ndidi, we have uh, what's that guy, Idris Agge or something this. like that. This is a comparison between Ndidi, Torreira, and Kante. Yeah, 19 games. Yeah, yo, but but see, a lot of the, and, and you know for everybody who's listening to us, obviously, uh, Taki showing me uh, you know midfielder stats. Uh, between King, uh, not King, <laughs> that's a freaking sponsor. Between Ndidi, Torreira, and um, and uh, Ngolo Kante, and you know, for example, I, I'll just pick one. You know, 63 tackles for uh, Ndidi versus 33 for uh, Kante. But uh, uh, I would be pleased to look at the stats from last year, for example, because you know, obviously mm-hmm. Kante, he's Playing he's up there now, right? So he has a lot of. Uh, he ha- he's gonna have a lot, a lot different less tackles, responsibilities. You know, or, yeah, defensive responsibilities. You know. But no, Ndidi, has, he's always been that guy ever since the... And, and, and I like uh, I like Mendy as well, you know? Yeah, I think Ndidi is a little bit under underappreciated or yeah. underrated. If mm-hmm. he was in a bigger team, he'd, he'd be more... Yeah. More um, And that's, that's, that, that, that's a guy that I'm sure a couple of teams are looking at, you know, for the, for the, for the summer, you know? All right. And, uh, but yeah, yo, Harry Maguire had a great game as well. Absolutely amazing game for me. Yeah, I like Harry Maguire a lot. Um... I, I don't think there's a there's a better defender on the ball than uh, Harry Maguire in the Premier League, and he just he put, in the Premier League. Yeah. No way. On, on ball. On the ball. On the ball. Yeah. Maguire. Yes. Did you watch Maguire in the World Cup? Of course I did. He's the well. If you have a you know somebody you could compare to, just yeah. throw, throw throw the name in the hat, and we could go off that. But Harry Maguire is like an extra midfielder in, in defense. Yeah. In terms fair of enough, in, I mean, in terms of what he could do with the ball at his feet, yeah, and it's, and it's, it's crazy, and um, I think that's his that's his best attribute. The, he's only the biggest thing. The biggest downside for him is that he's not as fast as the other uh, defenders. He doesn't have a lot of pace, so he, he relies more on um, just the mental aspect of things, awareness, positioning, and stuff like that. But when he has the ball at his feet, it's crazy. It's like he he has better ability on the ball than than some central midfielders in the Premier League, mm. for real. I mean, for sure, he has a better ball ability than Fellaini you know, or, 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 or Matic, you know. Um, next game, Tottenham. All right, let's do a quick one for this. Yo, Tottenham, man, like, they've been emphatic the last two games. Like, ever since we announced that, you know, we were looking for a coach and that, mm-hmm. you know, we might go for Pochettino in the summer. Like, Pochettino, he's been, you know, killing these teams. You know, it's almost like he's applying for the job already. You know what I mean? Spurs, they do this thing where they line up in like a four-two-three-one, mm. but what you're actually getting is like a diamond. It's like a four-four-two diamond whereby they, they they either push Sun up or they'll throw Lucas Moura in there. But mm. um, when you have those guys coming at you, uh, particularly whichever way you want it, if it's Sun and Harry Kane up top or Sun and uh, or Harry Kane and Lucas Moura, you're mm. going to have two guys that you coming coming at you. The whole time, yeah. then they throw Dele Ali in the hole, and it's yeah. just, it's just crazy. And they, they and they have so many players that are versatile, whereby injuries don't really matter. Because I believe right now they're missing. Uh, who are they missing? Dele Ali is injured, freshly injured. He was okay. there the, 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 the previous game, but he he didn't play this one. Right. Uh, and they have who? Vertonghen has, has been missing as well. Vertonghen is missing. Sanchez was out for a couple of Sanchez games. He just got out, back. Yeah. They had a new, um, they had a new um, uh, right back as well that we're going to talk about, uh, Walker Peters. Right, Dembele. Dembele is out. They had um, 
Sissoko playing at central midfield for a couple of games. Yeah. And this is a guy that could, you know, if you need him to slot in a right back or, or, or right wing. Yeah, get you know, a game. Or, you know, the right central midfield and a diamond. He could give you he could give you that. They have Harry Winks who they could throw in, quality player. Mm. Um they they're a very well rounded squad. Maybe the only their main deficiency may be maybe backup uh, backup center forward. But they get those goals from. They have a system where yeah. they can get goals from 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 other people. They don't need to. Um, they don't. They don't, need, they don't need an extra striker. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're relying on Kane. Um, and Son is a fantastic player, man. Bro, Son, he scored seven goals in the last his last uh, nine Premier League games. Yeah, that's crazy. This this yo this is a guy who he played at the World Cup with South Korea. I know. After the World Cup, he played at the Asian Games with South Korea. And you know he was late for he was late for a Premier League. I think he missed uh, the first like three or four games or right. something like that. Uh, and you know he ba- he barely had a summer break, and now he's uh, he's come back for for Tottenham and he's, he's dominating. Definitely, bro. So now even we're, we're, even so, at this point we're still talking so about now, even at this point we're talking <laughs> about uh, Alexis Sanchez's yeah. problem maybe being a work overload from his uh, yeah. through his entire career. But this guy has just been been phenomenal for, for 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 a long time yeah it's crazy it's crazy seven, i mean seven goals in the last nine games that's crazy and you know tottenham right now they are fantastic i i i it's interesting right now what's going on because you know they played bournemouth obviously so that was five nil our next game uh united that is um will be against bournemouth so we'll you know we'll be able to compare a little bit mm-hmm. and it'll be a home game um, and then we're gonna play each other on January third. So that yeah. that one is uh, no, is it January third? I know that's after New, that's Newcastle. Well, they're, they're coming up, and I think we're we're two games away from facing them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll but be something e- like that. Either way, they're they're right there on the so horizon. So that's very interesting because you know they've they've scored. I mean, they don't normally score. They don't really have games where they have uh, you know crazy like tennis scores like that, mm-hmm. uh, hockey scores. But right now, I mean, you know, six two against Everton, uh, you know, fair, fair fair play to Everton. They actually opened up. They didn't resist. Um, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. You know, try to defend or anything like that. So Marcos Silva stayed with his philosophy there. Um, and right now, they just you know killed Bournemouth. You know, five zero. Yeah. Yo, this 11, one was eleven even, goals in two games. Right. This this Bournemouth game specifically was was or both games were. No, the, the Everton game, the first half, Everton, mm. Everton kind of um, came out and gave them a little bit of uh, of a challenge or, or, or a scare or whatnot. But um, through the second half in this Bournemouth game, it's they've just totally been blown them out of the water. Like mm. it's it this Bournemouth game specifically was not in question at any point in terms of chances created, possession. Uh, you know, Bournemouth was never in this game. Mm. And t- uh, t- like like you said, the offensive firepower at this point, and everybody, most most of those offensive guys are are, are, in, are in form right mm. now. Even uh, Deli Ali is scoring. Yeah, like he's he scoring. Just yeah, because he had, had a little bit of an off year yeah, last yep, season, I would say. Yep. You know, but uh, this uh, this uh, Walker Peters guy, young teenager, you know, yo, three assists in one half. People are making fun of uh, Ozil that he has he has more <laughs> assists than Ozil. <laughs> But, um, in, in just like uh, forty-five minutes, but Spurs have only ha- have always had that tendency to, you know, create it to 
develop these players out of the academy. Um, and you knew this guy had quality based on the fact that he's still in that squad because yeah. he's been right there on the brink and the yeah. fringes for the last few. Koch has done a great job with a, long, with yeah. a, lot, a lot of these kids, man. The, the, the Walker Peters, the mm-hmm. Winks, Winks, the Trippiers, mm-hmm. the Dele Allies. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, Lucas Moore as well, arguably, Eric Lamela, Erickson, you know, he's transferring right. all of these guys, right. Eric Kane as well. And so, they, they don't, they're not, they're not a, they're not a, you know, the biggest of clubs, but they've never been a selling club. To no. Pro, to pry a prior player off Daniel Levy, you know, at this point, you might have to, it's like pulling tooth. It's going to be a tough summer, man, but, you know, um, when, uh, when United comes uh, knocking at the door trying to get Putch, you know, trying to poach Putch. They should throw in Harry Kane with that, with that package. Yeah, they should, and, you know, and, and get Lukaku in return or yeah. something? Come on, man. <laughs> God damn. All right. Lukaku will send them back six years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, I guess we can talk about United now. Um United versus Huddersfield, uh, 3-1, you know, almost a clean sheet. United can't get a clean sheet to save their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do we start this? All right, so obviously Mourinho was sacked. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Dude, I, it was like an African dictator dying when he got, because I woke yeah. up that morning at like 6.30 and my phone, I had like Bro. 40 Yo, my, messages so from this that, group that chat. Day, <laughs> yeah, that day, my, 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 um, my, so my dad had a surgery and mm-hmm. it was like very very early it was like 7 a.m or something like that so i had to wake up early enough you know to you know have time to get to the hospital and stuff <laughs> i woke up at five my alarm was at five uh and i just wake up i just i just see my phone i have a notification from bleacher report uh Mourinho leaves uh, manchester united i'm like what the fuck oh remember i woke up yo, and, uh, and i'm like yo I, i'm like you know touching my face and shit like you know Pinching myself, making sure it's real. Dude, I woke up on, on uh, the Instagram group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, with you and Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Patrick way. and I have been going off. I know. Even my dad, yo, my dad was, is getting ready for his surgery, uh, getting driven as well. And he sends me another message. Oh, your like, dad is you know, a Man U fan too? No, he's not a Mar- He's not a fan of anything. But, you know, we, I watch games with him. Okay. And he knows that I've been suffering, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he, know, he, knows that, he knows that his boy has been suffering. So... He just sent me that like immediately when he got that, and I was like, "Yo, I'm watching that too. What's going on? What's going on?" You know, finally in the end, I get to the hospital. Yo, I, I go to like you know check him out and you know talk to him, be with him. But like my whole attention like was just around United, like what's happening, you know, like just following the you know the grapevine, like looking at the news. Um, but yeah, I mean that was a, an amazing week, uh, very yeah, eventful, of course. Absolutely, people say it's never a good thing for somebody to uh, when somebody loses his job. But um, twenty-six yeah, mil, it, it, yeah, it comes with the territory. That's just that. Mil? That's the nature of the business. It's a contract, yeah, and the contract got cut short, and you know he got his severance pay. Just twenty-six <laughs> mil, bro. It is what it is. Yeah, but what I would say, because uh, you know, I mean, when, when we were talking, when we were, we. we uh, Recover that podcast. We we just I just didn't believe that the club could actually make a decision like this. You know, I, from from everything that we know from our club right now, I mean, it's not a you know we say that it's not a a sacking a sacking uh, club. We were not that before, but right now we're not that for the wrong reasons. It's because you know we wait until the Champions League is absolutely gone, uh, and then we. We, we make that decision, but you know they, they had a lot of chances to uh, to sack Mourinho. I don't understand why they didn't sack him in the first place, like very much earlier on, because they refused to back him. 
uh, in a transfer uh, transfer window during the summer, right, which is why a lot of people thought the club was leaning. I I, mean, I believe we they may actually have been leaning towards you know having him stay till the season was mm-hmm. over and parting ways after at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think something happened after that Liverpool game where some maybe they. Internally, maybe there might have yeah. been, been, been an internal uproar from maybe the board yeah. perspective. What, what could I'll have say, been Fergie because Fergie wasn't looking happy. Yeah. Day. What I'll <laughs> say is if Mourinho was a, like, uh, well, maybe that's not a good word, normal. Um, if he was a manager, like, let's say, like a Pochettino or Eddie Howe, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the personality and the way he carries himself, not, um, not, not like football aside, you know, and it was just the results that were going wrong. We that, that were lived, going wrong. We I think that. he would. He he could have finished the season, but Ed Woodward had to take a decision because I think every everything around the club was so toxic. Right. Um, there was a the, the mood at the, at the you know at, in the Old Trafford camp was disgusting. Yeah, I read, I read a quote from uh, Wayne Rooney where he was yeah, talking about he how even the, even he, he said even the kitchen even staff the and kitchen the staff, and the freaking <laughs> receptionist man and the kit man weren't happy. Like yeah. what the fuck. So it, it was definitely deep. It, you know, it was a very toxic environment yeah. that they needed to. Yeah, they needed they, to, they, move they need to get rid of that. The three I, reasons that they gave officially was, um, you know, poor, uh, poor form, mm-hmm. uh, lack of results, mm-hmm. and uh, the atmosphere. The atmosphere. And, oh, actually, there were four atmosphere and the the lack of progress from the youth uh, academy. You know, what was crazy is that when we talk about, when we talk about this toxic environment. Obviously, we didn't have a great season last season. Mm. Uh, we were going into uh, into the summer expecting changes or whatnot. But Mourinho, even based on his um, ego and personality, made it worse. Because remember when we were in preseason and all he kept on talking was how we could not compete with the current mm. squad or whatnot, and we ended up not buying yeah, anybody. How, how so how do you start a season like that? Yeah. Right? It just doesn't so, make any sense at And all. It, it wasn't even a case of us, yeah, us going into the season. Preseason was just dire. Mm. I know we beat Real Madrid, but the football, like, I watched all the games, and it was just depressing to watch. Going into the season, you're like, okay, competitive football, maybe, you know, things would change and we would get back into a competition mode mm. and win some games. But it still didn't change. Like we, no, it didn't change. I mean, you, you look at that game against Tottenham in uh, was it in August or something right. like that? Yo, we had that a, we game. Had, we, we did we have. Pressed. Yeah, we pressed that game. We didn't and have. We lost three zero. But for me, like I, I don't mind losing that game because we actually played. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like a poor defensive performance. We played that day. We were actually pressing. And you know we took through three zero and went home. And Mourinho, he he can't stand that. All right. Like the fear of losing for him. That's why he sets up uh, these teams like so defensively. And even when he does that, we're we're just like leaking goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yo, so the, the the club actually, in my opinion, they made a very very shrewd move. Right now, it was just all about you know bringing back the good feeling. You know the feel good factor at Manchester United and Old Trafford. Uh, you know, obviously we heard about a couple names that could come in, but for in my opinion, Olegana Solskjaer, perfect. This guy, he knows all of these young players. He he. What what I like from him, what I like about him, you know, being appointed as a caretaker manager. He's coached all of these guys. He he's coached a lot of these guys in the in the, in, academy. In the academy. He coached Pogba, Lingard. He didn't coach Rashford. Rashford was too young, but he knows about him. And a lot of these uh, uh, academy players that we have, he was looking at them because he wanted to loan them 
um, um, to his uh, Norwegian side, Molde, right, Molde. You know, so he knows, like he knows the, these players, and on top of that, he watches our game. Like he's a mm -hmm. United fan, so every weekend he's watching us. He knows what what we right. are. He knows what what to expect, and he knows how to. The, the boys love him, man. Right. They for, love him. For me, I think it's still too early for me personally to make a judgment still too early, as yeah. to you know what we're going to do with 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 the permanent manager. Mm -hmm. But I would say I like what I'm seeing yeah. in terms from a tactic standpoint and everything that's coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And I believe that comes down Saying to all the right things. Right. I know. I know. I believe that comes down to him learning a lot from playing under uh, Fergie, yeah. under Fergie. Mm -hmm. Yes, we we do talk about you know Fergie going back to the Manchester United way. Oh, I know. I know we have to move on from mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and form a new identity for ourselves, but. You have to appreciate what Fergie was able to do with, in terms of developing young talent, mm -hmm. uh, and also bringing the best out of his players and yeah. putting them, and uh, you know, just developing, harboring that atmosphere where everybody had a winning mentality. The uh, values that he instilled in these yeah. kids, man. You look at a guy like uh, Olga Nostalgia right now. You know, 20 years later, he's talking about how he still, you know, he models this his football. You know, after <laughs> Fergie. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that he does on the football pitch, he took it from him. And just like the United Values, you know, like unity, you know, like attack, attack, attack. Yeah, and man. I heard the other day, you know, I read a quote from him talking about how Lukaku, Sanchez, and uh, Martial. Martial are coming back. And yeah, now we're going to kill them all. Yeah, now we're going to kill them all. I don't know if he said that quote unquote, but saying something along those lines. Yeah. So I was looking at that quote and saying, if if this was Mourinho, you'd kind of find a negative mm. way to to put out that comment or whatever mm. it's trying to convey. It may be, oh, when Sanchez comes back, we're going to see if his mentality is in the right place. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. You get what I'm saying, right? But this guy is already letting these guys know that, hey, you guys have a lot of talent yeah. and when you come on the pitch mm. we're going to yeah it's a clean, <laughs> clean slate yeah. everybody starts from zero now we're all together we're all in this together no players will be you know fringe players or just mm -hmm. like ostracized at all even you know for some of the Mourinho boys you know the Matiches, Lukaku, right. Young, whatever like everybody starts on a clean slate right now uh what I thought what actually the, the smartest move was to bring back uh Mike Phelan as well, you know, who was... Uh, True, who was Fergie's assistant. So he was, he was a United player um, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and then he ended up being Fergie's assistant from, like, 99 until 2013 when, when uh, Fergie retired. So right. that's, that's, like, almost 20 years of United, you know. So that guy was... Uh, he was also... You know, he left the club when Fergie, um, yeah. uh, Fergie retired. And a lot of the criticism for David Moyes was the fact that he didn't want to keep... Some of the old the guys. Coaching staff. He just wanted to bring uh, his new uh, his his new crew with him. But see, this is a guy who he's been there at our best, and he just knows what the club is about. He knows the culture. He knows how to talk to these boys. He yeah, knows, he knows a lot of these boys. The Pogba, the Lingard, the Rashford. Yeah, that's all he knows because I believe what he would be do, what he's trying to do at this point. Mm is everything that he knows, which is everything that he learned under Alex Ferguson. Yeah. He's trying to get them back to that now. And he's a football coach. Yeah. Like, we actually have a coach right now. Absolutely. Because with Mourinho, you know, obviously he had he had a Carrick and McKenna, but I don't think he allowed them to influence um, uh, our game that much, right. you know? Like, only a couple of things that they were working one-on-one -on -one with the players, you mm -hmm. know? Like, sometimes you will see Jose Mourinho, like, you know, high-fiving with... Carrick and McKenna, you know, that, that generally is a sign of, you know, oh, we've practiced that in the training ground. Right. 
but I don't know what we were doing because you know as a team you you play how you train mm-hmm. and or you train as you know vice versa and Mourinho we literally didn't do anything we were not set up you know in the right way and um, obviously um, Matic and no, Matic. <laughs> But yeah, in, 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 like in a training ground, I just wonder what we did with Mourinho because I didn't see anything on the pitch that, like, I, I would generally wonder watching games. I would be like, "What the hell do we do in training?" I, I, did, I, I believe I heard. What do we do? I, know, I believe I heard one time he he gives them uh, their defensive instructions, how mm-hmm. they what they're supposed their, their roles and responsibilities, how they're supposed to line up and everything of that sort from a defensive standpoint but I believe I don't know if he said this when he was at Manu or prior to coming to Manu maybe it was uh, something he said in the past based uh, about his um, whole philosophy but he didn't really talk to give the players uh, an offensive direction no, he, no, he just so let them go out and do their thing offensively yeah, pretty and, much and it shows it shows so anyway uh, you know Personally, I'm very, very happy with everything that's been happening right now. I know it's only been two games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people tell us it's only Cardiff, it's only the hardest field. But what you don't understand, you know, that's as a, a United that's fan, the best two games. That's the best two games we've probably had in, in three years, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, ever since Fergie retired, you could say arguably. Like, if you're a Chelsea or a City so, or a Liverpool ooh. or Arsenal, you're, you're at this point, you're used to, like, watching, you know, offensive attacking Football, you know, question positive what? football, but but for us we haven't had that at all, and so for right now it's 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 how we're beating the teams, not the fact that we just beat them five one three one three zero whatever. It's how we're doing it, right? There's a, there's a positivity around the um, around the team uh, offensively. Everybody is just you know, everybody is trusted. You know, he comes in, he comes on, and he he, he talks to these guys and he tells them, yo. Don't be afraid. Like don't pl- don't play with a cloud above mm-hmm. your head. You know, like a, oh, if you make a mistake, you're gonna go to Siberia for the next five months. <laughs> right. We're not gonna play anymore. Be free. Make mistakes. Stand up. Get the fuck up and go repair the mistake. You know, go get the ball back. What what kind what 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 have you seen any changes from the way they line up specifically? Uh, no, I would actually say so. Uh, the first game against mm-hmm. Cardiff, that was a Mourinho team. Right. That was a Mourinho team. We had uh, Phil Jones, uh, Lindelof, I believe. We mm-hmm. had Ashley Young as a captain, uh, playing as a right back. We had uh, who did we have on the Luke left? Shaw. Luke Shaw. And then in the midfield, we had Matic, Herrera, Pogba, Pogba. and then Rashford, Lin- Rashford, Marshall, Marshall, Lingard. Lingard. Like that could have been Mourinho, you know. Like Young is there, Jones is there, whatever. Matic is there, you know. And. Uh, I think that, you know, you get Ashley Young because, you know, he's Mr. Reliable in a lot of these situations. And, you know, and, you know, he knows Mike Phelan as well, you know, when, when Fergie bought him. He, so he was part of all that setup. It's, it's the same personnel, mm-hmm. but we see what they're capable of. And, you know, people, people have been saying, oh, it's a shame. It's a disgrace that some of these players, you know, did not give the, the effort on the Mourinho. But it's mm-hmm. like, yo, they were, not, uh, they were never allowed to play this way. Mm-hmm. Like, as a player... If you, if you, if you, if, if, as a midfielder, you were told to stay back, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Right. I understand if you're told to stay back against City or Barcelona or uh, you know Real Madrid last year, but we're playing against freaking Cardiff or Bournemouth right. or Huddersfield. Which is How a- are you going to tell Pogba to stay back? Right. Which is he actually- doesn't have influence when he's not up right. there. Which is actually the biggest um, change I've, I've actually seen is they're playing 
you don't see Pogba back there as much. No. Uh, most of the time when we have possession of the ball, we're either dispossessing the other team in mm-hmm. their half and picking up our offense from there, whereby we don't have to break three lines of defense for us to actually get in front of goal or to get a shot at goal. Yo, um, you look at the average position. Right. Like oh, the the average, I was just going average, to talk about that. The average formation, Luke, both Luke Shaw and Ashley Young are in the opposition uh, half, um, uh, opposition side of the pitch, half. you know. It, it, it's crazy. Like, you wouldn't have that with, with, with Mourinho. Where do you get you that off of? Uh, Ahmad United? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, you know, I, I, I can give you, you a couple him? of shows that, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can give you a couple of shows that, that always talk about that. Okay. Um, but no, yeah, no, the average no, position. No, no free promo here. The, the average, yeah, the, the, the average position is mad, man. Like, the, the, the players have, and, and now we're pressing. We're pressing, right. you know. Right. The coach said, yo, you have Pogba, Lingard, uh, Martial, Rashford. Like, nobody wants to have these guys running at them, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. Uh, but now, just to talk about the game, and, and, and this, this will actually highlight everything that we haven't been doing under, under the Mourinho era. Yo, that game against Cardiff, the mm-hmm. 5-1 game, five goals mm-hmm. for the first time since Fergie left. Wow. Most possession in a Premier League game this season, from mm-hmm. United, of course, not in general. Mm-hmm. Best pass accuracy in a Premier League this season for us. This is all United, not comparing to any other team. This is mm-hmm. just since the beginning of the season for Manchester United. Quickest goal of the season, obviously. Uh, every time with Mourinho, we almost needed to start the game 1-0 down to actually start performing. Uh, and the first time that we outran an opponent in the league. I mean, we, we have been one of the... the, the one of the... the, the I don't want to say less hardworking, but basically we're like in the bottom three or four of the teams that, that, that run the most, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this game against Cardiff... We, we ran five extra kilometers more mm-hmm. than them. Yeah. And, and, and before, the closest game to that, when we ran more than the opposition, was against Fulham, and it was like 0.16 kilometers. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. You know, I think it, it's, it's definitely crazy how quickly that we've been able to go to that. Mm-hmm. The turnover, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the time that it took, you know, basically the very next game where going on to you know accomplish all these uh, feats or whatnot we'd say that say that tells you a lot of, of how you know bad Mourinho's system was mm-hmm. uh for the players so we, 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 have, we also i know we also have to give the players um i guess credit to an extent based on what we're seeing because they've actually gone out there and been able to execute whatever Solskjaer is telling them mm-hmm. so like i said the, the main thing that sticks out for me is just is just it goes on to show you how 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 where everybody's head was in terms of yeah. you know going from Mourinho system to mm-hmm. something else. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah, everybody's that happy, for, man. The, the, it's it's very positive for, for me. Uh, yo, even Matic, mm-hmm. who's been atrocious for the past know, eight months. I know. Like, he's remember, had two back-to-back games. Like, remember, he's I going remember, forward. He's passing forward. I mean, it's incredible. I remember on the last episode, the first person I said I wanted to go with Matic. Yeah. But, but um, I, I I'm, not, I'm, just, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying would, I would still like to see a change yeah. uh, of personnel in yeah. that position. Too, yeah, yeah. But, like, you're not wrong. Even he came out and was a completely different player. And even I when you look at... I thought he was dead, but it turns uh, out he was just being held back. I know. Even, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mata. 
Mata has we've always had that problem whereby we, we don't have a position for Mata, yeah. we have to play him on the right. For me we never and, got the Chelsea Mata. Exactly. But you know, the last game we saw Mata playing with so much freedom yeah. where he was lined up on the right but he was drifting into the middle. He was even coming over to the left wing and was actually creating and pulling the strings along yeah. with Pogba in that attacking central mid, mid midfield position. So, you know, the freedom I'm seeing from them right now, obviously the, the attitude is there, the but I'm also, I'm, I'm also seeing freedom. It's a happy camp uh, right it's now, a, for It's sure. definitely a happy camp. Pog, yeah. Pogba has always been a dancer, but, exactly. you know, he's actually dancing, a happy, you know, dancing on knowing that he's not going to be giving shit when he gets back in Yo, the locker I, I like the fact that all these guys are doing that right now, you know, the Pogba's and the Lingard, mm-hmm. you know, Lingard, he, he also, like, you know, he danced when he was because, because And he also wrote that as a caption. Like hashtag dance, uh, stop dancing. They said focus on the football. They mm-hmm. said, which is like a, a mindset that we, uh, for me, it's like so prehistoric yeah. that we always hear all the time, as if like these players are robots and they're not allowed to do anything. Yo, if you're happy and you're positive, you're feeling like dancing. Freaking dance! What's the fucking problem? I know. What's the problem? I don't know why we ha- we need our players to be hard and like right, you know, know have a monotone face and like not be. Not showing yeah, emotions no, or anything I'm like okay that. I'm okay with Pogba dancing too because to be fair to the guy, he's been our best player. You no, know, De Gea has been mm. our best player, but our best outfield, outfield player yeah, since, no since, he, since he got here. But, no question. But he's always been the one criticized the most mm. and um, scapegoated the most, oh, which yeah. means he just, you know, he, he bears a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. on his shoulders. And he has but, to but, take that. He, right, he's but the, a leader on this team. He should be a leader. Right, but the fact is, he's always been our best player. But mm-hmm. he's had bad performances. Uh, yeah, and, I, and now you look at the, these uh, accounts online, you know, I on know, coming media, up saying, with all these stats. Yeah, now, now like, they're like, oh, yeah, right, no, no like, one midfielder has played uh, as good as him. Like, I'm like, oh, oh now just, you see. <laughs> just, just two days ago, you he were was saying the worst, that he, he was the worst he's a virus, athlete. whatever. We know what a virus is now. Talk about Pogba. Yo, he's been running the show for the past two games. Uh, right now, like, if we look at the two games, you know, I mean, it's what, two games are, what, like, 190, 180 minutes? Mm-hmm, I think. Um, uh, bro, 190 passes, um, eight shots, you know, in general, five shots on target out of those uh, eight shots, mm-hmm. five key passes, uh, four tackles, one, three interceptions, two assists, two goals. Mm-hmm. What, what, what always ask for from Pogba you know that I, I feel like you provide more scoring from from outside the box you know mm-hmm. and obviously you know when he he makes those runs you know those Lampard desk runs you know mm-hmm. and, you know from the midfield and gets into a box um, like he did with uh, against City last year okay. uh, I, I like when he's you know right right around the 25 yards uh, mark mm-hmm. and, and just shoots you know like he sh- De Bruyne always does that, right. you know, that, that, and De Bruyne has a great shot on him. You know, you can't compare that to Pogba, but I feel Pogba can 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 progress uh, in that sense. You know, scoring from from uh, from outside the, the box, and he did that. You know, uh, he, he did that finally. So shoot, shoot, shoot. Maybe if you have three shots, one of them will get in. You know, who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, very happy right now. Uh, I'm happy that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has a good run of games. Uh, before we actually play like a Tottenham or a PSG uh, in the Champions League in February. So, you know, right now, still early doors, time will tell. But one thing, one more thing that I want to talk about is the Mm -hmm. fact that, yo, there's a position for Sanchez right now. Like Sanchez, I was worried about him uh, with everything that's happened uh, when he was playing under Mourinho. I, I just didn't know, like, I was just like, okay, like, how come 
all the players that we buy, they are world beaters in other teams. Exactly. But they come here and automatically exactly. dead. That, that was the that was the biggest. Um, it's impossible. The biggest the biggest argument against Mourinho because you have Sanchez arguably arguably. Sanchez was, was, was a player. Yeah, he, he was, was world class player. Elite elite tier one elite, player tier elite. one player in the Premier League. Um, the previous season, or you felt like Arsenal got a better, better deal than us. I know, but, but right now, I mean, with, his, with the way he, the way he, because he presses, he always presses. Yeah, yeah, and I remember before he left Arsenal, I was always being frustrated looking at his teammates yeah, like, and being like, "What the hell, guys? Like, true. you know, press with me, you know, help me press." True. Yo, if you have like a Lingard or a Sanchez or a Rashford, so are you saying that position is through the center? Uh, and anywhere in the front three. Okay. I just for, so for me, I don't want Martial to be ousted again. Mm-hmm. Martial has to stay on the left right. or be the, the the number nine for us. Mm-hmm. But I think Sanchez can be, you know, whether we rot- rotate or not, he has a position in this team. He can be right winger. Right. Obviously, he's inverted. You know, he's mm-hmm. always going to come in, uh, and he can he can play as a number nine. You know, as a false nine as well. We right. can use that. We we can put that. We, we can put him up there. But what I'm saying is. I can't wait for him to come back because I, I can know, see I'm, that I'm he has definitely uh, excited to, you know, see what kind of it's going to feel impact, like a new signing in my opinion. This new system is going to have uh, on him. Yeah. But um, I I feel the same way as well. Marshall, the best position for Marshall is obviously on the left, so mm. let's just leave him there. Now we may have a problem, which gives us a problem with uh, what we do with Rashford and mm. Lukaku and um, everything of that sort. I personally feel like we need to give Rashford as much opportunity as we right, can right. through the middle the because that dude, actually, that dude, that boy is a striker. Yeah. He's a, he's he a came, total he striker. He said Rashford's my guy. All his, like this playing on the wing thing that we have him doing, he's yeah. just doing it off his natural ability. Yeah. He's fast and he could dribble, so mm. he's doing that off, you know, just his natural ability and mm. talent. But this guy is a, is a striker. And like I said on the last episode, ever since, you know, the Van Gaal days, he hasn't been able to kick off from kick no, on from no. that. He hasn't been able to, to be able to go on and yeah. develop his finishing and take it to the yeah. next level. I mean, you compare with England and United the way he plays. It's, I know. it's day and night, really. But uh, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with Lukaku. So this is the thing, Lukaku. You know, we, we always make fun of Lukaku. There's, there's there's this whole like you know bad first touch thing, and he's uh-huh. a donkey, blah blah. But for me, I don't think he's a dead striker like everybody makes him uh, out to be. Uh, I don't know if he fits our style right now with this manager, but what I would say is he's still a he's still a good striker. Yeah, like, he's definitely. Remember that the, he, he had a good start to the season last year. The thing is, like we've been trying to play Lukaku as a freaking target man, as a drug mm-hmm. back. He's not. He's not that guy. He 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 doesn't hold up the ball nicely. He's just a big ass. Uh, Chicharito, that's it. But if you he's a massive Chicharito. He's a fox in a box. He's a tap-in guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets in a box smartly and, you know, in nice positions and, and he right, starts it away. That's what he does. But with the way we've been... Like, exactly. Lukaku has to be in the box and mm. just knock the ball in. Mm. But we've not had good crossers within the past few no. years. Um, think, think about who the best crosser is from the wing side of Vanyu. Ashley Young will give you. He, Ashley Young, when he was young, he was a very good Most crosser. Most player. In but the right now, he's right. Right now, he's just not. Uh, Valencia can't cross his legs. For some reason, Valencia. That's the only thing he knew how to do in the past. Mm. Totally stop crossing. Totally forgot the uh, What's his name? Luke Shaw. All he knew how to do was just, just bomb down forward, the lines yeah. and put the, put the, put the ball into the box. That was going to be our guy. For exactly. That. Like right now, if you think about it, our best crosser. 
Technique-wise, maybe it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mata. Mm-hmm. But Mata is a left footer. He has to cut it back. Yeah. We don't, my point is we don't get crosses from the right side yeah. as well. The best crosser may be Lukaku himself coming out from on that right side and putting yeah. the ball on his left. So he did that a we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we just don't put the ball enough in the box for no. him to knock it in. No. And uh, we have him now playing in, the, in in a system whereby he has to drop back and kind of like play uh, more more or less like a number ten role. Mm-hmm. He has to drop back into the hole mm-hmm. and create. You know, he finds himself trying to create, but that's just not the player he is. Um, and and when he's not in form right now. He's totally out of form, confidence maybe in the yeah. doldrums or whatever the case may be. Mm. He doesn't have a first touch and it, it just looks bad. Remember when he almost <laughs> remember when he almost tore his ACL trying to control the Bro, ball? Like, and he looked at his, his cleats like, <laughs> oh, what happened? You know, like when you make a dumbass mistake right. and you try to like justify it by, by being, sh- you know, fake shocked. Right. Uh, uh, but the, no, the, right the, now. The, the current system is definitely going to help him mm. just like it's helped everybody else. But, you know, I'm just... I just like a different kind of striker, but yeah. I know Lukaku is a serviceable guy. Yeah. But um, if he's willing to, I mean, a big investment for the club as well. So yeah. he almost has to play, you know. So we'll see what happens with that one. That it'll be an interesting one. But for me, I, like I think he could benefit with a few weeks on the bench, you know, like just coming on as an impact player. One more thing with the um, also on the right side, you you did mention Alexis mm. maybe playing on the right. I also think we do need to go out, go out and get an out-and-out winger. Yeah, like a Douglas uh, Costa, I, I've heard that in the... Yeah, that's definitely... Uh, I didn't think of that the last time we talked about mm. it. That, that that may be a cost-effective option. Mm. But um, I just watched the young boy from Lille, the, Ivory, the guy from Ivory Coast, Pepe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard from him? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. That, that He's may doing be, big things in Ligue 1 right now. Yeah, so that that's an option as well. Pulisic is mm. another option. But, you know, I just want us to be more... More, more dynamic, yeah. you know. We we need to have guys. I mean, we haven't had a right put the put the ball in, in years. The, yeah, put the ball in space and just cross it into the box. Facts, yeah. So uh, before we close out, right, like right now, you know, generally very happy about everything that's going on at the club. Uh, I would just say that we really, 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 really need to work on the fitness. You know, some of these players have been kept in the fridge too mm-hmm. long, and they've been managed poorly. You know, I'm thinking about the Freds, the the Pereira, mm-hmm. you know, the Dalo as well, who haven't. And, and the thing is, people seen, uh, don't know. People think they're like, "Oh, how come he's not fit? He trains every every day with the with the guys." And mm-hmm. it's like, "Yo, training it's and, different from and match rhythm. It's yeah, not it's, the same at all. Two completely you can train things. all you want. If you don't have match rhythm, you're not going to be able to do anything. And that's why Dalo and both Dalo and Fred they came out uh, after the first time. And I was I was happy about like that. L- that's proactive, reactive. That's proactive change, mm-hmm. man. You see something going wrong, and you're like, you know what? Exactly, chop chop. Yeah, even if it's, it's some F- of the 50 players at, that we fifty-eight minutes. Even if it's some of the players that we prefer mm-hmm. less, you know, like a like a like a Ashley Young. Right. That's that's a great decision. Exactly. That's great decision making. That's exactly. something that Mourinho couldn't do. But um, I vote. There's something that you hear a lot. Um, I don't know if it's just American sports, but you know, if you listen to these American sport uh, basketball guys or mm-hmm. NFL guys, they'll tell you. Yes, training practice is important, mm. but you get better playing the game, mm. the actual game. So these guys that have not seen a lot of game time yeah. in a while, they need to get on the pitch as well and yeah. get themselves back into rhythm. Yeah, but that's good. I like that we're giving them minutes. So Even know. Angel Gomez got some minutes, which is huge statement from... Uh, Second game. Right, huge statement from This Sosa. guy should be further than he is right now. I know. He, should, know? Be, he should be like a fringe player yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. You know his uh, uh, Nani's cousin? Nani's cousin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, but, yeah. He, but he was born in uh, Manchester, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a 
he's English, English you okay. know. Uh, he qualifies for both uh, teams, I think. Okay. Uh, okay, so just to wrap up right the podcast right now, the youngsters that I'm looking forward to uh, see the most are, you know, obviously Mason Greenwood. We got to see that mm-hmm. guy. Uh, I think whenever we have a FA Cup tie or something like that, he's going to play in there. Right. Uh, he's he's massive. He's, right, I I've can't wait for him to like, actually play. And I've heard that four uh, four people have actually been transferred, like they're considered first team players now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that you have uh, Angel Gomez, uh, Mason Greenwood, Tahi Chong, uh, Chong, yeah, Mason Greenwood, and uh, the other guy James uh, Garner. So right, those guys. I know, and um, also we could also throw what's his name Dalo in there. He's only played what three games for Man yeah, He's nineteen. But he's, he's a first team player. Yeah, he's a first team yeah. player. He's nineteen years old. I, I I'm excited to see him uh, get some yeah. game time as well yeah. because I think he's a, he's you know at this point he's our future right back of the future. Yeah. So you know if we're going into go, if we're going to go into the summer. We need to know if he's that guy, or if we need to make a, you know another investment, mm. or if we're going to have to deal with another year of uh, Valencia and Ashley yeah. Young uh, on the right on the right back position. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your support, Taki. Thank you again for Ple- pleasure. You know, to, pleasure to be here. I'll be seeing you guys. In. I'll be seeing you guys again at some point. Oh yeah. Cheers, man. And uh, I think that for next episode we're gonna have Kareem, uh, um, who's gonna be back finally. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming, man. It's been a pleasure as always. And, uh, yeah, go United. Yep.